Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Right Lane, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week, Times reporter Lane DeGregory discusses her stories and answers your questions the focus is on craft. My name is Maria Carrillo, and I'm the enterprise editor at The Times. Today's topic, looking back. When we started this podcast, we had no idea what we were doing, where it would go, or how long it would last. Now, 159 episodes later, we're ready to take a break and regroup. From the beginning, we'd hope to reach all types of writers and journalists to offer you some inspiration for people who might not be able to get out and talk shop much too often. We didn't have a plan. We just decided on topics as we went along and as you sent us questions and suggestions. Lane kept asking, does anyone really listen to this? Uh, But you have, and we've been really touched by the response, the messages you've sent, and the new relationships we've made with our listeners. Uh, That kept us going, and we built our Facebook page to more than 1,100 people. We love seeing you guys on that Facebook page. Please keep chiming in. Um, um, On our podcasts in the last three years, we've covered everything from finding ideas to looking for the bruise on the apple. We've talked about our stories and some other people's award-winning projects. We've had great guests on the show, including a bunch of coworkers and former coworkers who were gracious enough to share their insights. We've talked about the current state of the industry and its future. We think there's a great catalog of podcasts here and happily Pointer thinks so too. So we're excited to announce that even as we're taking a break, the Right Lane episodes will be living soon on the Pointer site. They'll be reorganized to make it easier to search through the topics. And our buddy Barbara Allen at Pointer has big plans for the future. She's joining us today. So Bob, people call her Bob, um, not Barb. Um, What are you thinking? Well, maybe you should start by telling them what you do at Pointer. And thanks for having me on, guys. Um, I'm the director of college programming at Pointer, which is sort of a new position that we created because I'm a just a ceaselessly banging drum trying to meet the needs of our uh, constituents. And uh, I had a background in academia and college media. And when I came to Pointer to serve as its managing editor, I kept saying, we've got all this great stuff. Are, are we sure that it's getting to the journalism educators and the student journalists in the most effective way possible? So I, again, I, I banged that drum long enough that they said, okay, you want to do that? Fine. There's a pandemic. People are going to be going online. Go help them. And so that's how, that's how we got here. But I'm, I'm super excited to be um, you know, involved in anything with the right line. I'm a big fan of the podcast and I just feel like it's such a natural bridge, the stuff you guys are doing and the things that journalism professors and student journalists really need to think about here and incorporate into their learning. So a few weeks ago, we met uh, Bob outdoors um, uh, in her courtyard. She has very nice, it's Florida, you know, so we could sit outside we may have had some drinks um, and, you know, we talked and she was just this great font of ideas, but we were talking about how, um, you know, the way we've approached the podcast, everything is just like we said, been week to week. 
And so it's not really organized in the best way. And, um, and also, you know, it has lived on the Tampa Bay Times site, which is really very much focused on local news. So it, Pointer feels like a more natural home for it and also feels like a place where as time goes on, um, when Len, Lane and I get back to it, we can, um, we can think about it in different ways and sort of adjust to kind of whatever feedback we get. And, and Pointer is just a natural place for this. Yeah, we're trying to reorganize the podcast into topics. So it'll be easier to find what you're looking for. So we'll have several about editing, several about interviewing, um, about the state of the industry. And I think it'll be a little bit more organized once Bob and Pointer get it uh, regrouped on their page, on their website. And, you know, we could, and hopefully it's another way to, to, to connect with people and be more responsive. Like, um, you know, one of Bob's suggestions for us moving forward was, that we approach this as um, seasons of right lane, you know, and that we take, we tackle themes. So maybe that's what we do moving forward is that when, when we come back, we'll come back as, you know, we'll tackle a set subject matter and we'll go through that. Um, and a lot of that may be based on what we hear from you. Um, in the meantime, you know, Lane and I have a project we're working on um, at the beginning of next year. We're gonna, we're not getting away from podcasting all the way. We have it, this serialized podcast uh, a true crime thing that we uh, will tell you more about, but um, we'll be working on that. Um, but we do, I mean, we really, we have been so appreciative of the feedback we've gotten. And I think we all um, hear from people all the time about just the lack of coaching and the lack of direction they're getting. Sometimes you feel like you're just alone out there. Um, you know, so we all want to try to find ways to make sure that this kind of work continues that people get a chance to, to listen in. Yeah, we haven't, nobody's obviously been able to go to conferences for the last nine months, but we interacted with journalists from all over the world. How many countries, Maria? Up around 45. 45 so. countries. So that's yeah. been kind of really surprising that people in, you know, the Arab immigrant republics are listening to the podcast. So thank you all out there for doing that. And Bob, thank you for helping us regroup and find new life. Um, can you explain a little bit about how you think it might work with Pointer and who you guys are hoping to reach? Sure, absolutely. Well, I want to tell you guys a little bit of background first, and I don't know if, if Lane even really realizes this because it's been sort of a winding road when our paths have intersected. Um, I first met Lane um, years ago. She was an honored speaker at the Great Plains Journalism Awards and Conference, and um, I, we, we, we always went, it, it, they would have this every year in Tulsa, Oklahoma at, at a big fancy hotel. And it was one of those things that I really loved at the time I was advising a student newspaper and serving as an adjunct at my alma mater. And um, so I really loved opportunities for my students to get to network with professional journalists. And so I would make them get really dressed up and they'd have to print out their resume and their portfolio because what is the off, on the off chance that they might run into a professional that they wanted to immediately hand something to that they could they could carry on. And so Lane, in that conference, I brought a handful of students. We, you know, we, we got in our van and drove the hour to, um, to Tulsa. And um, Lane, if I remember correctly, you did some sort of a really long session where you were standing in front of a crowd for, I want to say it was three hours. And that seems really insane. Like who could do that? But what, what I remember is, you know what, you go to those hotel conferences and they'll bring out like cans of Coke. And you had a can of Diet Pepsi and you nursed this can of Diet Pepsi for like three hours. And at the end, I'm like, that thing is hot. 
and gross. And since I grew up in Tulsa, I knew that we have these awesome convenience stores. So I raced over to a quick trip and I got a big icy diet Coke with lots of good crushed ice. And that was my, that was my opening line. That was my pickup. You know, the, when you did that uh, pointer, you know, to get your foot in the door, like take them out for a drink. That was me. I, to get my foot in the door, I walked up to you and I was like, here's a diet Coke. You look like you could need it. And you were like really happy. And that was and, when I fell in love with you. Yes. That's where, that's where our romance started. But um, the thing that I remember even more than that is that after you, after we had lunch or did the awards, the, you know, you were so eager to speak to my students. You didn't really care to hobnob with like the other journalists. I could just see your eyes kind of light up when you were like young people. They want to talk to me. I want to talk to them. And we sat in that hotel lobby for about an hour and they were just so blown away that like a professional journalist of your stature was taking time out of her day to talk to them about their process, you know, their job prospects. And so I know in my heart, because I have seen it in real life played out, that you do have an educator spirit and that you were just going to dovetail so nicely the work that you guys do, the kinds of storytelling and engagement that you have on your podcast, it's going to dovetail so nicely with my efforts to kind of repackage what we have at Pointer and make sure that it's accessible to students across a variety of media. So I'm just really excited to have you guys in the fold. Thanks for tuning us in. You didn't put rum in that Coke, right? And you just let it, let it, yeah. I, I didn't. Now I know I might have. That might have been a good, a good idea. No, I, I think I we ended up on the rooftop bar later that night, though, if I remember. Wasn't there a really cool bar on the roof? There is a great bar on the roof. Yeah. I think that I was responsible and took my underage students home. I don't think we stayed for the bar festivities. <laughs> That's the heartbreaking part of working with college students is the responsibility you have to show. That's a great, that's a great conference. Um, I went one year and I was, I'm still struck that the, the, they had a press club in Tulsa, right? Mm -hmm. There was a bar. It was like yeah. a great, um, yeah. Anyway, just right down the street. Um, yeah. I think I, you know, one of the things, as we said, when we first got going on this um, and, you know, Lane was um, very humbly thinking that um, she didn't want to come across as any kind of know-it-all and, and um, you know, what did people really, uh, were they really going to tune in and listen? Um, I think one of the things that I've always admired about her, and she was like this years ago too, is just, um, you know, knowing what that's like, knowing what it's like to be a, a journalist in a newsroom and, and, and just trying to learn as you go and, and, and then having somebody, anybody pay attention to you for a few minutes and give you a piece of advice. And then suddenly you're like, oh shit, I can do this better. And, and that makes all the difference. And, and yeah, even now, like, I, I can't tell you how busy her schedule is with colleges around the country who ask for her time. And I mean, I, you know, I, I think I would be more protective of her time, but she's so willing to do it because I think she knows just how hard that is. Well, and I, you know, I get the distinct impression that Lane, while I'm sure it's a great honor to have won a Pulitzer, I think sometimes because you are such a humble person and you come from such a place of humility, it kind of becomes one of those things that's, you know, that kind of sticks out on your resume that you kind of wish you could, you know, it's like you're lugging your Oscar around wishing you could just go down to the dive bar and people wouldn't know who you were, but you have succeeded to do that. And sometimes when I was teaching, I would be really reluctant to trot out you know, Pulitzer Prize winning stories because they feel really inaccessible. They feel like a student looks at that and thinks, how, why are you showing me a Pulitzer? You know, show me how to put together a good local package or show me what a city council coverage looks like. But I always feel like with your stories, not just your Pulitzer winner, but the other stuff that you do, it, you know, the way that in the podcast, you connect the dots so succinctly to like, here's what I do. Here's my process. It really kind of pulls the veil down. And I think it lets students and, and other journalists 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have these little aha moments of like, I am capable of doing that. I can reach great things. And, you know, especially somebody who's just starting out, I think it's really helpful. Uh, I just, I'm just really struck. I think one of the reasons we hit it off was, is, is you and Maria's both just your sense of humility and your willingness to share your insight and your um, techniques with people without any expectation. I think that's really cool. One thing I was hoping the podcast would sort of help demystify things, you know, because I spent my first seven years in a bureau writing three stories a day. You know, I didn't ever aspire to be a Pulitzer Prize winner at all, at all, at all. Um, but working with Maria and sort of having her grow me out of the bureau when I was 28 years old, um, in, into becoming a writer, I've never really thought what we do is very writerly. So I think it's important to be able to share with young journalists, like most of it's really in the reporting. I mean, the writing is fun. The writing's like frosting the cupcake, you know, but you can go out and get these details and these um, insights and these moments, you know, just by being there. And so I hope that's something I'm able to convey to people is you don't have to do this for 20 years or get four months to do it, you know. I, I think, um, and you know, I. We've all been there in that and when you're, um, I mean, I, I, it's interesting to me. I mean, we were, we've had people reach out to us who are very far along in their careers and also felt like they never got enough time and attention and, and didn't really become students of a craft or, you know, or break down why they did certain things and, and that that just wasn't the culture of their newsroom. So um, it's been, it's been really nice to see that too. People being responsive who, who just, who feel like there just has been a dearth of this kind of information out there. Bob, how do you see um, students or professors or professionals using this in terms of once it's on point and it's accessible, how do you see people accessing it? That's a great question, Lane. <laughs> um, yet. I, you know, I, I'm in the process right now of creating sort of a suite of, of case studies and classroom topics that, that people would be able to show or listen to in class. So certainly one of the things I'm going to do is suggest some of my favorite episodes and say like, here, listen, you know, listen to this in class. And here's a series of discussion questions that may go with it that you guys can discuss after you've listened to the audio and, and see what kind of um, what kind of ideas it stirs for you as burgeoning journalists. Yeah, I like the idea of having discussion questions, to, you know, to use too. Um, I think the other thing that will be important is to, I think that your position on the pointer site will help us cast a little bit of a wider net and, and possibly gain some more listeners um, who might not necessarily have, have found you by now. And certainly making sure that the professors and the students know that you're a resource out there. And what I really love about the podcast is like most good podcasts, like most good podcasts, it's not a static, we're going to drop this out here and we're going to talk for a while and then we'll come back to it in a week. You guys are responsive on social media. You know, you, 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 you take your readers or your audience's questions, you, you try to address them. And so you're creating a little bit of a community. And, and one thing that we've learned in this pandemic and, and, and it's always existed in journalism, but I think 
there's been a greater focus on it is I really want to see your community grow. I really want to see people feel like they're part of a community led by really top-notch journalists and that they can engage and interact with you all. We should say, so the, um, you know, we've had a lot of support um, at the times to, to do this, in fact, and we, it, we got started thanks to someone at Pointer who said, you know, we were going to do a, we were going to take a look at the girl in the window 10 years later, and we were thinking about doing a podcast around that. And then they were like, no, no, do it every week. Yeah, you should do this. This is a great idea. It'll and, be great. <laughs> yeah. And we had, um, God lover, we had Denise Keenan, who was working in our newsroom at the time. And, and Denise and I are like, who, who, who's in charge of podcasts here? And she's like, we are. Um, so suddenly we're launching into this thing. <laughs> and like, like we said at the beginning, without much direction. Um, but, uh, but even though the Times has been very supportive, this is also, as you all know, it, you know, podcasting, it's not a big money maker. It's not something that um, we've had a sponsorship, thankfully, from Scripps. This, or uh, was it this year? It was last year. Now, I've been, God, time has just gone. Anyway, um, and you know, uh, there's there's some uh, money that you make just because you're, um, you know, it's incremental there. Uh, but so that's a, you know, it, it's another thing that weighs on our mind, and it's a factor in our equation. You know, we um, although you know, like Lane and I are both just so happy to help people and to help them along and try to get them. Um, fired up about what we do when, uh, you know, we know morale is, is tough in a lot of places. Um, we were going to talk a little bit about just some of the ones we've liked the most, right? Um, and some of the ones that I think that one of the ones that I know resonates a lot for people was when Lane and Leonora LaPeter Anton, both Pulitzer winners, um, the title of the podcast was We Don't Suck That Bad. And um, they talked about how all these years later, they still have these insecurities about the job that they do and the work that they do. And, you know, talk about resonating with people. It was like, you know, in fact, I've had people tell me they listen to that again and again, whenever they need to like a pep talk and to feel like they don't suck that bad. Um, that was the sticky note I put on Leonora's computer the year she won the Pulitzer Prize. I had a little sticky note and I stuck it on her monitor and it said, you don't suck that bad. <laughs> so it, I think it does resonate because I think there's some people who are so um, overly confident or at least project this overconfidence that when you have somebody in their 50s who's been doing this for 30 years who still says, I wake up in a terror every day before my story comes out, you know, am I worthy of telling this story? It's still real, you know, and I think that gives other people permission to realize, you know, you don't have to have a whole lot of bravado to get <laughs> to get through this. Yeah, that's right. Do this profession for 30 years so you can still be agonizing all those years later. Um, we've also, I think, you know, uh, some of the ones that I think have been most successful and we've tried to do this are the ones that offer a lot of really specific lessons. Um, one of the most popular podcasts we did was on Lane explaining how she takes notes, which seemed kind of ridiculous to me that that would take off because it, it, it kind of helps to have the visual and not just be an audio thing. But she starts talking about how she breaks down her notebook and the kinds of questions she asks and how she gives herself prompts and that kind of stuff. I mean, that's just not, I mean, you just don't get that kind of information from a lot of places. It's true. She, she, you guys gave the same presentation at a Society for Futures Journalists uh, conference and 
we loved her notebook breakdown so much that we talked very seriously about reproducing it as a, you know, getting on a Vistaprint and trying to create one by hand because she divides it up with, you know, yeah. pen strokes and ink. And we thought we could just get one of those printed and present it to her as a present and then sell it to our membership. I think at, at SFJ, we tend to get really great big ideas and they, they fall by the wayside by the time we get home. But if anybody out there has any expertise on printing or uh, typography, let us know and maybe we can get these produced. <laughs> I had my husband draw one up because his handwriting is much better than me. So there's a Sharpie version of it somewhere. <laughs> so we have had fun, haven't we, Lane? It has been fun. It's been like, you know, it's, I mean, you know, when we, when we first started working together, one of the things that we enjoyed the most was talking about stories. I mean, obviously producing them and, you know, executing these ideas, but even having a chance to talk about it and to think through you know, some of the best writers in the world over and what they did or how they do things and, um, and to kind of, and, and really to learn and to just soak that all in and kind of get better because you learn from, from having those conversations. So the fact that, you know, we've had three years worth of conversations here has been, has been fun. It's kind of, it, it helps us too. I think it keeps us sharp. It hasn't been as much fun since we couldn't meet in person and drink wine in the studio, but you know, it's been good over Zoom considering and our wonderful producer Ayana has made it happen here in the cyberspace. So I'm glad we were able to continue it. And uh, I'm glad you guys joined in and gave us ideas and sent stories. And it's been really fun to make connections with everybody. So we are, we're gonna keep highlighting some of the best episodes in the weeks ahead on the Facebook page. We'll just, we'll just kind of bring them back out so you guys can see uh, maybe some of the ones you missed. If, if you didn't keep up and we'll keep sharing stories there and keep talking about craft. So join us there. We'd love to, you know, keep that active. And as I said, at some point we'll, we'll, we'll have a plan and we'll figure out, we'll announce what we're doing here with Pointer and how this is going to work. And then um, look for sometime next year, uh, we're going to produce this true crime pod serialized podcast. And, uh, and then we'll be back at some point with some themes and, and happy for any ideas you guys might have, you know, going forward. So anybody with the last word before I go to our tagline? Bob, thank you for giving us a home over there in Pointer. It's, I've always wanted to be part of Pointer in a bigger way. And this is going to be really cool to be on your website and be part of your programming. It's my pleasure. We're thrilled to have you back in-house. So it'll be great. All right. So this podcast was produced by Ayana Ishmael. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks, as always, for listening. Mm -hmm.